1: There's something called quiet quitting. Everybody has been talking about it. And today when I was talking to Ernie, he's like, well, why, why are you putting it in the promo? What is quiet quitting? And I go, you know, that's kind of like, uh, you just do a little less work and a little less work and, uh, and then you just, um, you know, you just do less work and, and hope you don't get fired. And then, all of a sudden, Kathy Caprino. I read your article and I'm like, wait a second. She says that's not what it means. So Kathy Caprino actually wrote an article that appeared in Forbes just hours ago. And what is the correct the correct meaning of quiet quitting?
0: Oh well, thanks, Lisa, for having me. So as I understand it, and it's you know it's gone viral on TikTok, eight million views. Uh, the hashtag. My understanding is it's not quitting your job. It's finally limiting your output and the tasks that you do to what you have been hired to do. So you're no longer leaning in, giving 120% when you feel your employer is not returning in a commensurate way, 120%.
1: Kathy Caprino I, I just want to tell everybody who you are. She's a women's career and leadership coach and the author of The Most Powerful You 7 Bravery Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. So that is interesting because I thought it was like sandbagging and doing a little less and of course they were you know they were attaching the the term millennial to this new thing about not working so hard when in fact it's right. it's true everybody asks you to do more and there's a limit to what you should be expected to do based on your compensation.
0: Absolutely. And and the pandemic has done such a number on so many people. And, you know, we're having a little whiplash. First, we're remote. We're figuring out how to do that. Now, a lot of companies are saying you're mandated to come back. It's, It's a difficult time and there's so much burnout and depression and anxiety that people are getting fed up. And it's time to speak up. The one thing I don't love about it, frankly, though, is I'm not for quiet anything. I I really think (laughs) if you feel you're not getting paid for what you're doing, that's a conversation you have to have. Yeah,
1: it used to be that if you wanted to make your way up to the the career ladder, you had to put in 110 or 120 percent. And right. I think people are now in maybe a better position to say, no, I'm not going to do that because there are many industries now who are not filling all the positions or don't have the ability to fill all the positions that they need to. So they rely on the employees they have to do more. That's
0: true, but you know, as a career coach for a lot of people of a lot of ages, I really don't think it's a great idea to suddenly stop doing what has become expected of you. I I think that's going to confuse your team. It's going to confuse your manager. And for many people, they're managing global initiatives. So you can't really work nine to five because there's other time zones that your team is working on. So I'm not a fan of suddenly not doing the work that people have come to expect. You it, it ha- it have to do this differently.
1: Talk to me about the gaps that you're writing about in Forbes. It's on Forbes.com. It just got published a few hours ago, but they're called power gaps, and you wanted yeah. to touch on them um, for the people who might want to quietly quit.
0: Oh, I'd love to. So what I've seen after all these years working with people, I've had to answer the question, what is going on that no matter where these mid to high level people are calling from, no matter what country, socioeconomic level, field, they're bringing the same challenges. And the answer to that question, what is happening, is they're missing two things. Bravery to face head on what isn't working and take accountability to change it. But that's not enough. We need power. And power is becoming the actual author of your life, the change agent that you need to be. So there are seven incredibly damaging power gaps, and these hit women and other underrepresented groups harder. But when you have these gaps, and my survey showed that 98% of women have at least one, and 90% of men have at least one, and 75% of women have three or more of these gaps.
1: Okay, so I'll read the gaps, and you give me a quick update on them. So gap one, not recognizing your special talents, abilities, and accomplishments.
0: Right. It means, 63% say they have this. It means you can't answer the question, how do you stand out? How are you special? What are your special talents? So many people, particularly women, don't think they have any, and that's what leads to imposter syndrome and a lot of other challenges.
1: Gap two, communicating from fear, not strength.
0: Seventy percent of women have this gap. This means the way you speak, you overly apologize, you weaken your message, that you're not being assertive and you're not being confident. Now, I do have to say there are reasons for this. We don't come out of the chute like this. There's cultural training and societal programming, but we need to change this. We need to speak from
1: from strength and uh, gap three reluctance to ask for what you deserve oh my gosh so many people are afraid to ask for that's what they deserve because they think they're going to be fired
0: that's it or they don't even know what they deserve mm-hmm. they have no idea but yep they're scared to make that ask and that's why quiet quitting i'm not a fan of right. go in there and ask build a case for what you deserve and get it uh gap
1: four isolating from influential support what does that mean
0: What that means is, you know, the research shows that uh, women have three times as many mentors, but men have twice as many sponsors. Sponsors are mentors who have clout, who can open the door for you when you're not in the room of great opportunities. And women tend to stay kind of in, in their own room at their own level. We need people who are powerful in our corner, and we have to build a network, a support network of people who have influence.
1: You sound like a motivational coach as well as a career coach. You know, it's you, you, so you're in the people you represent. You're in their corner. You're rooting for them. You're coaching them. You're giving them advice.
0: That's, that's it. And you know, I'm a leadership coach as well. And and the truth is, I had an 18 year corporate career to ended up as a vice president, and uh, I didn't understand any of this. And I struggled internally. It was successful on the outside, but not on the inside. So. After 9-11, I was laid off. I became a therapist, which was life-changing, and now this is what I do, help people really see the amazingness of who they are and leverage that.
1: The article is on Forbes.com, and where can people find you, Kathy? At KathyCaprino.com. Easy. It's K-K-A-T-H-Y, and then Caprino is C-A-P-R-I-N-O. Thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: John Hansen is next with Your Money Matters. Uh, as you heard in the promo, he's talking about junior college might be the smart move for your high schooler. And you want to rent out your kitchen to strangers to make some money? I'm completely intrigued by that. That is next after the news with David Jennings from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN. WGN.